All right, we are learning Dab Zion. Uh, we're going to be starting from Zion Amid Aleph, a few lines down, but the Gemara says, Mekomakom Kasha. And what we're in the middle of a very interesting sugya is that when you have Machlokas uh, between two different people and two different issues are mixing, do you always have to be consistent with one view? Uh, or can I be stringent like the views of both, even though none of the opinions would actually have the outcome that I come out with? And the specific case that we're looking at was a, a, a Mavoy, that was shaped like a ches. So it really had three parts, uh, two long sides and then a back end, shaped like a ches. And there are two ends that each open end, uh, that each open up into the street. And what we really have here is in front of us is two issues that are being mixed together. Number one is that in general, there's a machlokas like by an L-shaped mavoy, tin rav and shmuel, whether an L-shaped mavoy is viewed as one continuous mavoy or two closed mavoys that, are, uh, that just intersect with each other. And the big difference is, do I just need a lachir korah on the end, or do I also need a tzuras pesach? Because if it's one continuous mavoi, both ends are open, then uh, then you're going to need a tzuras pesach as well. So that was one issue that we have. And then the other issue that we have is that when we have a mavoi that's more foolish on both sides to the street, to Rosh Hashanah, then it's machlogos how we paskin. But there's one opinion that says, when we paskin, that you need a Dallas on one side. You need a door. It's not, it doesn't suffice to have a tzuras pesach. You actually need a door. Now, not everybody holds like that. That's a that's a chumrah. So that's a the chumrah of Shmuel. Rav held that you don't only only uh, only Shmuel held that you do. So the question is, if you have the mavoi that is shaped that is shaped like a ches, so if I put two chumras together, you'll end up with a big thing. Number one is that you view it as one big continuous mavoi. If you view it, that's the opinion of like a rav with the L shape. And number two is that if I say if a mavoi is more foolish on two of its sides to the street, then it needs dolls. It needs a door. And it's not enough to have a it's not enough to have a tsurasapasa. So the question is if I put both of those chumras together and therefore say that on a cheshape mavoi, the din is that we require on a cheshe mavoi, the din is that we require dalsos, which neither Rab or Shmuel would hold like. According to Rab, that is a continuous mavoi, but a tsurasapasach would suffice. And according to Shmuel personally, it's not considered a continuous mavoi, so you wouldn't need dalsos. But if I put together the chumras of Rab, with the Chumras of Shmuel, the Chumar of Rab that we viewed as a continuous Mavoy, and the Chumar of Shmuel, that the, uh, when when the two ends of a Mavoy open up into a uh, continuous Mavoy, opens up into a street, that you need Dalsos, then the Cheshire Mavoy, you would need, you would need uh, to have Dalsos. So the Gemara said that there was this story in Arda with this Cheshire Mavoy, and we actually required Dalsos. So the Gemara is trying to figure out, does that make any sense? Aren't you supposed to be consistent, either possible, like one opinion or the other? And the place where the Gemara was probably introduced is that when there's Machlokas between Beishamah and Beishilah, if it says that a person should be consistent, follow Beishamah's Chumras and his Kulas, follow Beishilah's Kulas and his Chumras, but don't mix and match. So that's me, Komakom Kasha. It doesn't make sense to have the people of an Arda saying that a shaped Lulav on the Ches shaped Mavoy both um, to acquire dalsos because neither Rav or Shmuel would do that. You're putting together the chumras of both of them. So the Gemara answers, Amar of Nachman Kuli Karav Abdullah. Really, they're doing all like Rav. Rav himself would advise them to put dalsos, to put doors at the end. I, Rav, said, Allah is like that Tanakama that we don't require doors when it's open to the street. Even though Rav said that halacha is like the Tanakhama, that we don't need doors, he only meant that's a technical halacha, but we don't rule, we don't like rule it, we don't poskin it in public. And there's sometimes a concept like that, where even though the halacha is technically like something, but we don't want to poskin it out loud for the public to be aware of because we're scared of it leading to kulas. We would advise people actually to make a door. So if that's true, 
Now it's good because it's not being inconsistent between Rav and Shmuel, really Paskin like Rav, but even Rav himself would advise there to be doors. Says the Gemara, he disagreed. He said that when Rav said, Paskin like the Tanakhama, that we don't need doors, he meant that not only is that the Taknach but we say that practically as well. So then, what are you going to say? So the Gemara answer is a very fundamental Yusay. When is there a din not to go? Like two uh, the stringencies of two opinions. When is it true that we don't follow two stringencies? It's only if there's a contradiction between the two issues. Meaning, it's not just that there are two unrelated issues that happens to be two different people disagree about, and I'm picking the homers of both. That's not a problem. Like in our case, there's no connection between the question of whether an L-shaped an L-shaped mavoy is viewed as a continuous open mavoy or whether or not uh, an open an open mavoy to the tree requires dalsos. Independent those are really two independent questions that have nothing to do with each other. It's just that they happen to coincide. They happen to be mixing in the case of the chesh shaped uh, mavoy where I want to know if I put together two chumras. So the one is saying there's no problem to put together two chumras. The only violation of putting together two chumras is when there's actually something that between them it won't won't make sense together. When would it won't make sense? Then the Gemara gives an example. Kugon should It's like the case of the spine of the spine and the skull. What is this? It's not. It says in Mishnah Shudjavagogolas Let's say we're talking about a dead human uh, body, a dead human skeleton, which normally contracts tuma. And the question is, the question is whether we say if part of the body is missing. If we see part of the body missing, then we should say, oh, it's no longer intact. If it's no longer intact, then it can't give off the tuma of a dead body. Only a dead body that's intact gives off tuma. So what happens? If the spine or the skull of the human body was messed up, it was missing. So now it's not going to give off tuma. Oh, well, because it's just considered to be like a, a part of the body. The body's not intact. But how much of the spine has to be missing that we're going to say, oh, it's incomplete. Bishamay says two vertebrae. Even if just one vertebrae is missing, then it's called that it's broken. How much is the space inside of a skull to make a skull be considered that it's incomplete, that it's missing, that now it won't give off the tumma in the OL? The size of a hole of a makdech. Makdech is a, like a tool you'll make to make holes in something, like a drill. So the size of, of that hole. The amount that if you took away from the skull of a live person would make him die. And the Gemara Bacharis clarifies that's the size of a cella coin, which is bigger than the size of the, the, the hole that was made by the drill. So in both of these cases, Beishama is more mekel than, than Beishama is more mekel than Beishama in the sense that, in the sense that, um, that even a smaller um, I'm sorry, the size of the of, of Basil is more is small is smaller. I'm sorry, I said it wrong. The, the size that you would take Hoshinatomanachai is smaller than the amount of the hole that was made by the drill. And that's why it's a kula, because according to Basil, even if it was missing a smaller size, it would stop the tumma from continuing. According to Beshama, it has to be missing two vertebrae in order to lose the tumma. According to Basil, even just one vertebrae missing would make it lose the tumma. And the same thing with the holes in the skull. We're gonna say that according to Beshama, you need a bigger skull, the, the size of the of the drill in order to make sure that it doesn't, uh, it's no longer considered an intact skull. And according to Beitzel, it wouldn't be considered intact even if it was just missing the size of a cella coin. So fine, very good. That's all in the context, all in the discussion of a dead body, uh, dead body giving off tumman and oil. However, you'd have the same aklokas in regards to the laws of trefa. So now we're mixing to something else. We're talking about an animal. An animal has a defect that's going to make it die. Then Allah is if you do shkita, it's still not kosher. So th- some, of, some of these trefas will have the same thing. Beishamah is saying that an animal with its spine or skull is missing, 
you need more. According to Beishama, it wouldn't be a trefa unless it was missing two vertebrae. So it would be a kula. An animal missing one vertebrae. According to Beishil, if you chakhted, it would be a trefa. But according to Beishama, if you would chakhted, it wouldn't be a trefa. And the same thing with a small hole. If the hole wasn't the size of... Um, if it was, wasn't the size of the drill, according to Beishama, it wouldn't be a trefa. Whereas according to Beishil, it would be a trefa even with a smaller amount, just the size of the... Uh, of the of the coin, so it comes out interesting. It's the same issue, which is what what makes it a trefa? What makes it that it's not intact? But if I'm looking at it in regards to the laws of tuma, what takes away the tuma? So we is always a kula. If I'm looking at it in terms of laws of trefa, what makes it this thing is for sure going to die? And now, uh, if you shecht it, it's it's not a kasher. It's not a kasher shlita. There, it's going to come out the beishama is the, is, the, is, the, is the kula. But again, it's really the same issue. It's just two different contexts. The issue is what makes this thing die? How much has to be missing that it would make it die? But even though the issue is the same, depending on which area of halacha you're looking at, if the perspective of tuma would come out beisol as a kula, and the perspective of uh, trefa would come out the beishama is a chumra, is a kula. So there, let's say somebody's going to take the chumras of both. There, it just makes no sense. That's ludicrous. That's foolish because it's the same exact issue. Either beishama is right or beisol is right. But there's no way that we can't look at the issue as the same. It's just there are different areas of halacha. There, to follow the chumras of both is absolutely foolish. But if the two strategies are not contradictory, like in our case, we have two separate issues. It's an L-shaped blue love yud is one continuous mavoy, and a different question. If I have an open, uh, two parts of a mavoy are open, two parts of a mavoy are open to the street, do I need do I need or is it, is, is it okay to have two or So that, those two questions are completely separate from each other. So since they're completely separate, there's nothing wrong with doing like the stringencies of both, and that's what they were doing in the city of Narada by treating... The cheshe mavoi is one big continuous mavoi, A, and also both of the ends were open to the street, B, and therefore you need a dalsos on the ends. Says the Gemara question, let's say the two shrinjis do contradict each other. Still, is it really true? The Bryce, the Bryce has said that you're not allowed to do like the shrinjis of both, like you're foolish. The Gemara says, is that really true? Master Mishash Mishash asked from another Bryce that says, one time, Harvested an esrog on the first day of the month of Shvat, and we're talking about it was the the third year of the Shemitah cycle. So So he did. He said that the fruit of this thing has two meisers, meiser sheni and meiser ani. Now, usually, what happens is is that meiser sheni is in the second year, and meiser ani is in the third year of the seven year cycle of Shemitah. So, but the, why was he doing taking off both? Either it's a second year product or a third year product. What's the answer? Because Meiser Ani was according to words Beishamai. Beishamai holds that the new year for fruit starts on the first of Shvat. So since the fruit was picked already um, after the first of Shvat, so it would be considered a third year fruit. So now it's Chai Meiser Ani. But Basil holds that the new year for the fruits is not the first of Shvat, but two Shvat, the 15th. So since it was picked before the 15th of Shvat, it's still under the second year fruit. It's still called second year fruit. And then it would take off Meiser Shini. So Rabbi Akiva is doing like the Chumras of both. Obviously, it's a contradiction. There's no such thing. It doesn't make sense in and of itself to ever have a situation where you have both, where you're taking off where you're taking off both Meiser Shini and Meiser Ani. That makes no sense. Yet we're saying that we did that just to be Machmer on both ends. So we see that even though it's an inherent contradiction, which one you're doing, still we're Machmer on both ends. So the Gemara says, no, it's not like that. Really what happened was, Rabbi Kiva, Gemara, stop it. Rabbi Kiva was unsure of what he had learned. He knew Allah was Basil, but he didn't know if Basil said the New Year is on the first of Shrat or the New Year is the 15th of Shrat. So therefore he was Machmer, meaning he's not looking at the Machlokas and deciding, let me take the Chumras of both opinions. That's not what's going on. Yeah, and Achanami, that's ludicrous. That's foolish. Either pick a side, whoever the Allah was like, pick a side, and now you know what to do. But what was going on is that he didn't know what his tradition was in terms of what Basil said. So since he was unsure about what Basil said, he therefore he therefore did with the Chumrah, and he took off both Meisr Shane and Meisr Okay, continues the Gemara. 
Yosef Rav Yosef Kamei Rav Huna Yosef Kamar Amar Vidu Marav Machloke at the home Machloke Zin Tanakama Nakanaya. So now we're going back to an open mavoi. The open mavoi we have a machloke as whether or not a tzuras a pasach on one side is enough with with a lechikar on the other side, or whether I need a delas on the other side. That machloke is between the Tanakama and Chananya. It's Ratzim Mikan. It's Ratzim Mikan. That's all about when the mavoi is opening to a public, real public street uh, on on one side and another public street on the other side. Or a public like square, like a town square, and one of the, a town square on the other side. Meaning, it's opening up into Rishus Harabim to arise on both sides. That's the over there. That's where Chananya is saying that we require a door on one end. The Mavi is just opening to a Srati on one side, to the public street on one side. But then the other one is to open to a Carmelist, to open fields. So open fields are not are not Rishus Harabim to arise. Or certainly, if it opens into um, Fields on both sides. Then even Hanani agrees that Surah Pesach is enough. Also, Surah Pesach Mikan, Lachem Mikan. You just need Surah Pesach on one end and Lachem Mikan on the other end. So remember this Hanani's point that you need a Delas on the Mavu on one end of the Mavu that opens is only when it's opening to Rishis or Amdarai. So that's where that's where we're Machmir and we say that it requires a Delas on. Um, on one end. So the Gemara says, why did Rav have to say both points? And Rav said, even in the case where it's open on one end of the street, but we say if on the other end is open to it's open to a Carmelist, we said that all you need is a Surah Pesach, and you said a Surah Pesach suffices on one end, so then, then do you even have to talk about a case where it's open on both ends to a Carmelist? Meaning, once Rav makes the point, that the Chumrah of Hananiah to require a Delas is only in a case where, where where it's open on both ends to the street, but if one of the ends isn't the street, then Surah Sepazak suffices, then it's, it should go obvious point that if it's open on both ends to a Carmelist, that we're not going to require a Delas. So why does Rav have to make that point? So the Gemara explains, that's actually what Rav was saying. Hachli Karmel is what Rav was saying. If the Mavu is opening to a street on one end, but on the other end, it's a field, which is only a Carmelist, then we treat them as if it is a case where it's open on both sides to a Carmelist, just as in that case, it's clearly going to be only Tzuras of Pasach, let's suffice, you don't need a Dallas. So too, even if it's open on one end of the street, but on the other end, it's not. Tzuras of Pasach would suffice. The Chumar of Kanani to require Dallas is only when it's open on both ends to the street. Okay, that's one Allah. Now the Gemara moves on to another Allah. Rav Yosef heard this. He said another name, Mishmeid Rav Yudah, the name of Rav Yudah. Let's say we're talking, a mother opens to Rosh on one side, but on the back side, what happens is, is that it first ent- enters into some like back empty lot, just like a a random back uh, back lot, not really used for anything, not really a courtyard, nothing, just like an empty zone. And then that back that back lot opens into a Rosh Hashanah. So the Mavu on one end is on the Rosh Hashanah, but on its back end, it doesn't directly go into the Rosh Hashanah. It goes first through, there you go first into a back lot, and then from the back lot, that opens directly into the street. However, all the the openings are aligned. So if you just walk in a straight line, you would walk from the Mavu directly into the Rosh Hashanah at the end, but you're going through the back lot. So the question is, is that view like it's open on both ends to the Rishos Rabbim and we should require Dallas or not? So we say, it doesn't require anything on the backside. Even just a, um, it's treated like a total closed Mavoy. Not even a tourist about it's treated like a closed Mavoy. Since it opens, it doesn't into the Rishos Rabbim, it, it, it empties, it opens into the, the Rechava, to the back lot. You do not need, it's considered closed there, even though people technically could move from the Rishos Rabbim to the, to, to the, to the Mavoy through that, through that, um, back lot, it's viewed as if it is closed, 
the people don't go there, I guess, is the idea. And therefore, it's a closed mavi. And all you're going to need is a lechi bekora on the side that directly opens into the Rishas Rabbah. So the Gemara says, Amalei Abayi, the Rabbi Yosef, how did Rabbi Yudah, this thing, Rabbi Yehuda, just a little bit of background, says, come on, Rabbi Yehuda was a Talmud of both Rav and Shmuel. So whenever Rabbi Yehuda saw something, we were kind of curious, you know, like, where did he get this from? Is this coming from Rav or is this coming from Shmuel? So the Gemara says, Amalei Abayi, the Rabbi Yosef, how did Rabbi Yehuda do Shmuel? This thing that Rabbi Yehuda is saying, that he didn't say where he got it from, it's coming from Shmuel, not from Rav. Why? Well, did the Rav, it came to Rav, Kasha the Rav, the Rav, the Then I'm going to have a double contradiction and something that Rob said. Why? If the wall of a Mabui and the backside is totally open to a Chatzar, not a back lot, an empty back lot. Here's a Chatzar. Right? Well, it's going to go, the whole back wall of the Mabui falls down, and the whole, therefore it opens directly into a Chatzar that's behind it. And the Chatzar, here's the important thing, is wider than the Mabui. So the Chatzar still has some walls on its side. That's uh, opening into the the mavli. but the mavli is totally open to the chutzur, but the chutzur is not totally open to the mavli because the mavli was narrower than the chutzur in the back. But if the chutzur can I do it? And the far wall of the chutzur, opposite it, it also got a breach. So now, if you could walk in a straight line from the mavli through the back breach that enters into the chutzur directly straight through the chutzur into the back of the into the rishus So what's the halacha? So we say chutzur mutaris. The carrying the chutzur is mutter. What's the idea? That in regard to the Chatzar, we view it as being enclosed, even though it, it's open into the Rishus Rabbim on one side and the Mabim on the other side. We view those things, since they're ten amos, uh, less than ten amos, we view them as Pesachim. So therefore, it's not a problem. Since the ten amos thing is going to be viewed as a Pesach, it's not a problem. It's considered a wall, because from the perspective of the Chatzar, it's not totally open to the to the Mabim. However, Mabim Aser, the carrying the Mabim is Aser. And what's the reason why it's Aser? The Gemara assumes, at this point, we're going to try to actually, the Gemara is assuming the reason why it's Aser is because it's like the Mabim is open to the Rishus Rabbim on both ends. Even though it's really only open directly on its front end, we view it, since it's breached to the Chatzar, which is breached to the Rishus Rabbim, we view the Mabim as being open to the Rishus Rabbim. So because if, if you're just standing in the Mabim, you just see Rishus Rabbim from both ends. So it appears as if and even though it's technically not, it's a, as, as if it is open directly to the Rishas Rabbim on both ends. And this, therefore, we view it as open to the Rishas on both ends. And you cannot carry just with a Lachir or Korah. You would have to make, um, like any open Mavoy, it would be also, unless you have a Tzuris pasach that's made on one side. That's the statement that, the second statement that Rav said. So the second statement here that we're looking at from Rav is that, again, I have a Mavoy, which we used to have three walls and was just open on the four side and much of a Lachir But what happened was, is that its back wall gets a breach fully, totally comes out. There's no back wall at all. It opens into a wider chutzr. So the chutzr still has some partitions on that side. But the, from the Mavi's perspective, it's totally open into the chutzr. And then the back wall of the chutzr to the street also got a breach. You can directly walk now from the Mavi out through the chutzr into the street. And here we're saying that the carry in the chutzr is mutter because it's viewed as being enclosed area still. All the all the breaches here are less than tenamos. But the Mavi carrying the Mavi is also. And presumably the idea is, is that it's viewed as if it's a Mavi that's open on both ends to the street. So the Gemara says, Vamai, if... Where Rabbi Yehuda said came from Rav. Why should it be true? Let's go back to where Rabbi Yehuda said. Rabbi Yehuda basically spoke about the exact same case, just with one important difference. Instead of it being that the Mavi opened up into a chater, according to Rabbi Yehuda's case, the case was there was a case where it opened into a back lot, and um, there Rabbi Yehuda said that the Mavi requires nothing. There's no, there's no problem. Why it's still viewed? It's still viewed like it's uh, like it's sealed. 
Um, even though even though the opposite wall of the backyard now is open into the Rishas Ram. So we have a stira. Again, the case of Rav Yehuda and Rav are exactly pretty much the same. The only difference is if it's nifras into a chater, which is then nifras Rishas Ram. And Rav Yehuda is talking about that it was nifras into a, uh, the breach was into this back lot that goes into Rishas Ram. But this set, that, that what it does to the Mavli, the issue is whether the Mavli is open to both sides of Rishas Ram, and that shouldn't make a difference. So Rav Yehuda was saying it's more to carry the Mavli without any without anything. It's still considered like a closed Mavli because it just opens them to the, into the closed lot, which is which is okay. But Rav is considering it, oh, it looks like the mother is open on both ends of the street, so it's usher. So that's a one stira that would exist between what Rav and Rav Yehuda said. Now, again, that's why the Gemara is saying that it must be Rav Yehuda didn't get this from Rav. It must be Rav Yehuda got it from Shmuel. Shmuel holds like Rav Yehuda is saying that we consider the mother closed, even though it's Nifrat's Pemiluo into the back lot or into the into the Chatzar, wouldn't matter at this point. It's still viewed as a closed mother since it's not directly opening to the street. But Rav is disputing that. Rav holds that since it opens into sign, which is breach, right? The breach enters the sign, which is then also breach to the street. We view the mavoi as being open. We view the mavoi as being open to the uh, street on both ends. So that's contradiction number one. But also, and this is subtle, where we're going here, there's also another contradiction between Rav and Rav Yudah, And that's, the Gemara said that. The Gemara says it's going to be a steer on Rav, the Tarti, in two ways. So what's the other contradiction? Why did Rav Yehuda... Why did Rabbi Yehuda speak about the um, about if it opened into the back lot? Why did he speak about that and not a case where it opened into a chater? So it seemed like that, um, that and, and basically Rav spoke about the chater and and uh, and Rabbi Yehuda was speaking Rabbi Yehuda was speaking about the back lot. What's the difference? It seems that Dafka Rabbi Yehuda held was only because it opened to a back lot. But if it would open into a chater, that for sure would answer the mother. Why would it be usher if it opens into the chatzar? So this is a little bit of understanding Erev Chatzeros. Erev Chatzeros. Erev Chatzeros means that that if there are multiple private um, multiple private reshuos and they join, they share a joint area, then you can't carry in that area unless they're enjoined together and considered to be one reshuos. That's the general halacha of Erev Chatzeros. And then there's another important point. If one area is completely open to another area, then we view as if you're carrying in the air between them as if it's all like one big space. So if, let's say you would have uh, uh, in our case where the mavo is completely open to the to the chatzar. So from the mavo's perspective, it's called nifrats b'milul It totally has a, a breach to a place that they can't carry between them. So there, since we can't carry between the chatzar and the mavo because they haven't made an air of chatzeras together. So therefore, even carrying within the mavo itself is also, since the mavo is totally open to a place that it can't carry with. And the basic idea is that it's exera. If you're totally open to a place you can't carry to, then we're concerned you can't carry there as well. So if the mavoi was open to a chatzar, Rav Yehuda held for sure would be asr. There's nothing to talk about. For sure it would be asr. Why? Because it's nifrat's bimilua. The mavoi would be totally open to a place that it's asr to. So there'd be no question that it would be asr. But it seems like Rav, who spoke about the case where it's open to a chatzar, he would be matzar carrying in the mavoi, if not for the fact that the chatzar opened up in the Rishasarabim, so the mavoi is viewed as being opened up in the Rishasarabim. But it sounds like just itself, the fact that there's no air of chatzeros, like that, that's not a problem. It's not called nifrat's bimilua, the makama asr. It sounds like Rav doesn't hold to that. He doesn't consider it that it's totally open to the chatzar, which is an interesting point, even though it looks like the mavoi is totally open, open to, the, to the chatzar. It doesn't seem like Rav would hold to that. So let's go over this point of the Gemara, because this is, this is a very difficult point. Rav and Rav Yudha spoke about virtually the same exact case, but with one difference, right? They're both talking about a mavoi that's open on one end to the Shusarabim, and on the other end, the back wall is breached into, Rav Yehuda spoke about a case where it's breached into a back lot, not a place where people use it all, just an empty 
random empty zone. And the back lot then is breached to the Rishas Harab. That's the case that Rabbi Yehuda spoke about. And Rav spoke about a case where the alley, same thing, it's open on one side, which is Rabbim, and its backside is breached to a mav, to a chatzar, and the back of the chatzar is then breached into the street. And we have two issues that we're trying to understand here. Number one is, do we view that the the, the mavoi is viewed as being open on both ends to the street? The big nafkamina is, now you might need a tzuras ha-pasach. So Rav Yehuda, Rav Yehuda said, that we do not. Rabbi Yehuda was saying that it's not a problem. Rabbi Yehuda was saying that um, we view the mavoi as being closed because it's not entering into the street. It's only entering into the back lot. And that in that point, it doesn't make a difference if it's a back lot or a chatzar. Either one would be the same. The point is, does it, since it doesn't go directly into the streets. Rabbi Yehuda seems to be makel, and Rav seems to be machmer. Rav is saying that when you carry, um, that when you have this case that it opens into the into the chatzar, which is breached into the directly opposing uh, opposite that breach into the street, we view the mavoi as being open on both sides, and you require more. So that's contradiction number one. Contradiction number two is that Rav only ossered it because the back wall of the chatzar was opened into the street. Rav didn't ossered it because of any hilchos eru chatzeros issue or anything. He was only ossering because we move the mavoi, we view the mavoi as being open on both ends. Okay. It doesn't sound like there's any ear of Chatzeros issue. Aye, they haven't been an ear of together. We're, we're presuming that's the case, right? That the Mavoy and the Chatzer has not um, has not made an ear of together. And to carry, now the Mavoy, now that the Mavoy's wall is breached, it's called Nifritz Gemilul Its entirety of the wall has come down to a place that it can't carry between. It can't carry in the Chatzer. So we should also carry in the Mavoy Baklau. It sounds like Rav doesn't hold to that. The only reason the problem is because the Mavoy is open and is viewed as being open to the street, but we don't view any Arab Chatzeros issue. However, Rav Yehuda looks like he does hold to the issue because that's why Rav Yehuda spoke about the case where it opened into the back lot, where it's not a place that people carry in the back. But if it would be usher into a courtyard, then by to forget about the, whether the Mavoy is open to the street, it would be usher because it's nifrats, the Mavoy is nifrats, it's completely open to a place that it can't share, it can't carry between each other, can't carry between the Chatzar and the Mavoy. And since it's an open, there's no breach, there's a total breach, it's, it's totally open between the Mavoy and the Chatzar, so it would by definition be also to carry in the Mavoy. So those are the two contradictions that we would have between Rav, if what Rav Yehuda said came in, the, came in the name of Rav. Contradiction number one, if the Mavoy doesn't directly open up to the street, but it opens up into a back lot or a courtyard that opens up into the street, is that considered the Mavoy's open on both ends? Contradiction number one. Contradiction number two, is there an issue when this Mavoy's back wall completely is open to this wider Chatzar? So the Chatzar still has some partitions, on its side, but from the Mavi's perspective, it's totally open to the Chatzar. Do we view that as being a scenario of Nifrat's Bimilua Lamakam Asrlas, the Mavi being totally open to a place that it can't carry between? And then, of course, we should also carry on the Mavi because Stam, it doesn't have a good area of Chatzaris with the Chatzar. Or do we say, no, we still view as there being some sort of partitions because the Chatzar's perspective, it's, it's not Nifrat's Bimilua and it wouldn't be a problem. That is the Stira. So, so, so that, that's what it sounds like. And after all this, the Gemara says, I'm a list, Rabbi Yosef said to buy no lay down. I don't know if Rabbi Yehuda heard it from him, from Rabbi Shmuel. I just know, I can tell you the story. What was the story? So there was a story in a, a village of shepherds where what, what happened, there was a Mavish Akhalar Haisa. There was a Mavoy that ended, had a breach into a back lot, which then opened up and it breaches back wall into Rishas Rabbi. Also, Kamei Yehuda came before Rabbi Yehuda the Paskin. He didn't require any adjustments. It was no problem. It was just mutter the way it was. That's what like, we were saying, like B'Shem or Rabbi Yehuda. That was just the story. Okay, fine. And the Gemara seems to be concluding that it wouldn't work together with what Rav says. Now the Gemara, now the Gemara introduces new stuff we didn't know. 
Rabbi Sheshis said, All the people say that it was to Rabbi Yosef Rabbi. He said, He said, let me explain to you what Rav said. Rav didn't really say that it's always also to carry in the Mavoy. It all depends if the if the Mavoy and the Chatzar had made an air of Chatzeros together. Rav Asr carrying on the Mavoy only if there was no air of Chatzeros. If they did make an air of Chatzeros, it's Mutter to carry in the Mavoy. And actually, a fascinating thing. We totally misunderstood what the Pshad and Rav is. Until now, we had thought that the Pshad and Rav is that we view the Mavoy as being open on both ends, since it opens into the back lot or Chatzar, which then is breached and opens into the street. It's viewed as it's open to the street. It says the Gemara, no, that's not true. And, and the issue is only an air of Chatzar's issue. Now, Rav held it was called difference between that it would be viewed as if the, the Mavoy is being totally open to a place that it can't carry between the Mavoy and the Chatzar. And that restriction is obviously only if there was no air of Chatzar's. If there was no air of Chatzar's between the Mavoy and the Chatzar, so since I can carry between them, and the Mavoy is totally open to the Chatzar, so we'd say it's Nifra, it's Bimibu, the Makhmasr law is totally breached to a place that you can't carry, and therefore you can't carry in the Mavoy at all. That's really the only reason why Rav was saying was Asr. It's only Asr if they didn't make an Arab together. If they made an Arab together, it would be Mutter. It's not an open Mavoy on both ends. So Rav is the Rav and Amalekashra. So now I can say really what Rav Yehuda said with the Shepherd's Village thing really came from Rav. And it's Mutter if it opens into the back lot, which opens into the street. It's still viewed as a closed Mavoy, no problem. And why is it not a steer from a Rav and Rav Yehuda? We could just say it all depends if the people of the Chatzar made it Arab with the people of the Mavoy. Now, now that we've gotten that Rav halacha, that the Asr to carry in the Mavoy is only in a case where there was no Arab between the Mavoy and the Chatzar, now it's very good. Everything works. Rav Yehuda's case, we could say, was breached into the back lot, so there's no Arab Chatzar's issue there at all. So there's no Arab Chatzar's issue, you're good. Ah, you, maybe it's considered like a Mavoy open on both ends. It's not. It's not considered a Mavoy open on both, on both ends because since it's not directly open to the street, so it's not called it's not called to open on both ends. And the whole din with Rob was only in a case where there is an area of Chatzar's issue, but the Mavi is open to a Chatzar, and they didn't make an area between the residents of the Mavi and the residents of a Chatzar. Dafka over there, we have a problem, we have a situation um, of Nifrat Bamilua, Lamakam Asrullah, where again the our concept is if if two people, if two if two domains can carry together, they can't carry between each other, then if one of them is totally open to the other, we Asr even carrying in their own Rishus, as it like seems like a decree that they might come to carry between each other. That was the only reason why Rav Asr. So in conclusion, bottom line is what we've learned about the last couple of days is the discussion of an open Mavi, Mavi that is open on both days on both sides to the street. We've discussed how in that case we have a machlokas. We definitely need more than a regular lachikor. The question is, the Tanakam holds you only need Surah Pesach versus um, Hanan, who is requiring Delas. We've had a machlokas, had a paskin, so on and so forth. We also had another issue, whether or not an L-shaped uh, 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 mavo is considered a continuous mavo that's open on both ends, or it's considered two separate two separate ones that are that are that are intersecting, that are close into each other. Fine. We discussed it. We've discussed those issues. Now we're just saying that what happens when it when it doesn't open? Uh, it's not open directly onto the street, but it's open into something which is breached, and then to go to the street. Do we view that as being open on both ends to the street or not? That after all is said and done, it looks like the Gemara is accepting the opinion of Rabbi Yehuda. We don't necessarily see a machlokas. Even Rav could agree that it is not called open on both ends since it doesn't open directly to. Uh, the Rishos Harabim, the only thing we have to worry about is this additional issue. If it's open to a Chatzar and there's no Erev between the between the Chatzar and the Mavoy, then since the Mavoy is totally breached to a place that it can't carry between, then we may have an issue of Nifratz Bimiluo Lamakom Ha'asr La, totally open to a place you can't carry, you can't carry even in a place where you are.